Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. The Celtics about to make their pick. Um, oh yeah, I'm I'm watching Sweet Zach very anxiously. Yeah, I am on there as well. Um, looking, looking. Oh, oh, oh god. Oh man. Um. Hey, shooting. Oh man. Oh god. They took Peyton Pritchard. Yeah, they did. Uh, yeah, Peyton Pritchard is 78 on my board. Um, oh man, um, yeah, Pritchard was a good college player this year. Um, the wait is finally over. Football's in full effect. With many teams strutting their stuff, you might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. BetOnline is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any place online. Head to BetOnline today and use promo code ARMCHAIR to take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. He struggles to create separation. I don't think he'll be able to generate good shots. In the NBA, he is not a good decision maker. He is a pretty terrible defensive player. Um, oh my! I don't really think he's an NBA player. Yeah, I mean, you know, um, yeah. again, really great, uh, really pretty, pretty, pretty good shooter. Um, you know, very, very impressive shooter. Um, you know, with some playmaking. Um, pretty technically sound driver and, and, and slashing creator, but just lacks the defensive ability or self-creation or advanced playmaking to me to really differentiate himself from the other backup point guards. Um, Petey, have anything to, to, to console Max or, or any any other positive slant here? Uh, he's going to look great in the uniform. Um, uh, he, he seems like a guy who um, is going to be a fan favorite. Um, you know, have a Vocal minority of the fan base that uh, cheers for oh, him really PD, loud. Come on, <laughs> injury, man. Um, oh, I was God. serious. I, I was serious about trying to bring some positivity to Max's night. I mean, I think that like he's you know sort of another uh, bet in the idea of like Carson Edwards, where like you know if they can if they get hot and really start creating, then they bring up a whole bunch of value. Um, 
I've never bought his shooting to the degree that like the, his best seasons were just because he had to take such ridiculous attempts. Um, but if there is a way to, to get him some easier attempts, I guess there's a, a, a pathway for him to be one of the five best shooters in this draft. Um, I, I think it's sort of fraught, but certainly uh, possible um, if you, know, you can run him off enough movement. Um, yeah. I feel like if you were to ask me what sort of player should you take in the late 20s, this would sort of be the, the group of people I would stay away from. So these uh, older, potential yeah. good shooter categories. I I worry about the um, about the the guys who sort of figure out the speed to play out of the college game, who are really really limited from an advantage creation standpoint, and they just sort of figure out the split second margins that they can win on. Um, yeah. Uh, Man, yeah, I, I'm gonna need a drink. Utah selecting uh, Udoka as a Buki. Interesting. Another, um, uh, yeah, I mean, another very large human. Um, um, yeah, um, a large human. Um, a, a very, very dominant interior threat on both ends at Kansas. Just one of the biggest people who dominates with his size and vertical explosion as a finisher and a rim protector. I mean, definitely a reach by, by, by all of our estimations, I think. Um, PD, what do you think? Um, I mean, I think that there's a way for him to provide uh, immediate value. Um, he's certainly going to be the same size in the NBA. Um, he's going to, to be able to challenge shots the rim, and he's going to dunk everything. Um, he, he fits the idea if they're going to play drop coverage, like he's a drop big. Um, Again, the idea of this being first-round value is a little bit um, weird. Um, I just don't understand what's happening right now. There's, there's what's happening. A, yeah, I mean, he... Um, he so so the, the last three picks have been quickly Pritchard and Doak? Yeah. So quickly, for me, is 60. Pritchard is uh, 78. And Doak is oh, and the Jazz just trade Tony Bradley for and the thirty eighth pick to Detroit for future considerations. So I suppose that's their backup center um, of the future. I mean, I like liked yeah. I mean, I liked him quite a yeah. I liked him quite a bit as like a rotational big in like the mid forties or early fifties. Like he was one of my favorite like rotational big targets. But this is I mean I'm I mean I guess like like the blue blood thing. Like I'm very surprised to see him this high, especially for a team like Utah who isn't exactly needy when it comes to big men. Like or at least you know starting level big men. Yeah, we're in a very strange place. Um, I. I guess in a world where, you know, like guys who weren't like didn't have smoke as being lottery picks, like, you know, Terry and them didn't fall, then I guess I can hear that. But but with the amount of talent that's on the board to immediately go find uh, older guys who, you know, will contribute uh, and, and very slight bench roles is a very strange decision. Yeah, I mean, there were players, at least at least to Utah, that really needs perimeter creation and shooting. Like I think Desmond Bain would have been super valuable for them as a guy who can, you know, space the floor and, and offer some pick and roll versatility as well. Um, um, you know, it, it, it's a really, really questionable, weird, strange run of picks. And again, setting up some some really great second round picks. 
Oh man, I just I needed to be Tillman at thirty. Or, oh man. <laughs> yeah, or like Riller would be nice for. I mean, I I suppose they're not going to take Riller after taking Yudoka. Um... What? After taking you what? Uh, Pritchard. My bad. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. maybe I don't know. Maybe um... you never know. Oh. Yeah. Um. This is one of those uh, strange experiences where imagine telling yourself like 14 hours ago that like NBA teams were going to pass on Riller and decide Peyton Pritchard uh, was a safer bet to contribute for a and Malachi team. Flynn. Yeah. And and Maladon and Dotson and Nico and Cassius and Trey Jones. Um, I mean, it's... but some of those guys had like much higher buzz and just backslid for no reason. Yeah, there's been some weird slips in, in this draft, honestly. Um, you know, starting with someone like even like like Lamelo and then Denny, um, Maxi, of course, which I guess kind of expected. But there again, uh, I keep saying eventually, like there are going to be good picks eventually. Like there there just are. Like, they... um, what do we think happened with uh, Archer Hampton? Um, in in terms of the slide. Yeah, like, I mean, this is a guy who was getting, uh, albeit some far-fetched, but, like, top 10 smoke at some point in the previous weeks. I mean, but there was there was a turn on him during the season, for sure, which which I thought was weird, because I thought that he, he did improve, notably, in, in NBL. But I think that there was a turn on him at some point. I don't really, I guess the team, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know, because he does offer so much athletically, um, I mean, maybe teams get really caught up with the shot. That would make sense. Um, maybe it's the kind of lack of of valuable positionality that he's not really a lead guard. But it is a little weird that like a highly touted high RSCI um, guy. Yeah, a highly touted high RSCI guy who is really um really athletically gifted. It, it is weird that he would take such a tumble. I thought he should have gone ten picks higher. Yeah, I mean, I certainly get the... Oh, OKC. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and with the and with the least surprising pick of the night, the Thunder get Jaden McDaniels. Um, I think I we joked about this. Um, oh, wait, no, 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 just kidding. That's Minnesota. Never mind. Oh. Never mind. Oh, that makes some sense. That, that's actually pretty good. Yeah, um, a rangy rim protection for covers for Towns and D'Angelo. Um, I mean, that's like two, like with him and Bulmaro, like... Two really good defensive prospects. Um, so finally, yeah, I, I, finally a good pick, I think. I, I like that pick. Um, can we talk about Isaiah Stewart now? <laughs> I think we'll... Oh, we, we already talked about Isaiah Stewart. Uh, yeah, it, 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 it wasn't great. Um, it wasn't great. It, it was not the best pick of the night. Um... Yeah. Yeah. Let let's let's try to focus on some positive stuff. I think for right now, I I yeah. need my my spirits raised. <laughs> yeah, Jaden. Yeah, let's talk a little about Jaden. I mean, one of the the better like in this range three and rim protection four types, where I think next to Towns in that offense or in that defense especially can function as kind of a ground coverage based rim protection specialist. If, if if he hits his high outcome. I do have some worries about the awareness just because of how bad it was pre-college before he got in Washington's zone, but I think the rim protection definitely could be there, and if it is, he presents 
um, something that Minnesota currently lacks and, and really needs. And then offensively, I mean, next to so many potent offensive players at this point, all he really needs to do is, you know, hit spot-ups, maybe attack a closeout. Um, so, yeah, good value. Um, makes sense based on their roster construction and how they've drafted earlier in the night. I mean, this is, you know, the first pick in a while that I'm like, yeah, this is a pretty good pick. Guys, I'm just so nervous for 30 now. <laughs> Oh yeah. Um, well, OKC. This this is OKC, and then we have um, Toronto, I think. Yeah, Toronto has twenty nine. Yeah. So yeah. so OKC, Toronto, and then the Celtics at thirty. Um, I'm interested to see how Toronto plays. Yeah, this. as because, am I. Because like I mean, you have the reputation for being a, a developmental situation, and the board has broken for them to really take big swings on guys. Like the idea of getting Teo at twenty nine. Even if you believe he has a sliver of creation upside, like that's a home run. Yeah, even like um, even someone like Isaiah Joe as well. If you can Im- improve his strength as well, like there there are some really interesting options. I mean, even like I mean, this would have been a spot for like Precious, I think, if you went if, if you went lower. But yeah, I mean, there are some again like um, I think the developmental route is one that everyone kind of expects their actors to go. But if they want to go with like more like a more certain one. Um, they could certainly they could certainly go with a Riller or a Joe or a Riller or, or a Baines on the board. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, the, the Bane fall. I... Yeah, the Bane fall is is. I mean, he was always kind of you know a, a second. You know, for a long time he was like a pretty securely second round guy. Seemed to have risen a bit um, late before the draft, and now is slipping like to where. You know, um, it seems like he could have been a guy who got picked in like the late mid first, and and now he's slipping all the way to the end of the first. And it seems like he could very plausibly go in the second round, and that's a really really like set rotation player for for some team just waiting to grab him. I mean, what like if yeah, I mean it's it's certainly interesting. <laughs> yeah, I would have thought that one of these teams in the late first would have jumped on him because he really is, uh, I think, kind of a plug, plug and play guy on the wing. Um, really has that um, elite level shooting ability. Uh, really plus playmaking for the for the off guard role, um, and and brings good team defense. Uh, yeah, I, I would have thought that he would have been really appealing to teams in this in this range. Um, I mean, Joe is still there. Tillman, I think you know we kind of expected to maybe sneak into the first, but but very possibly fall into the second. Yeah, so um, Toronto on the clock, um, waiting for a pick from them. I hope that they go for something weird here. Yeah. Like, they, they take, like, take... They should take Lamine Genet, yes. Go. They should take Lamine Genet. I love how we both said it. They, well, they shouldn't. Time. They shouldn't take Lamine Genet. They definitely should No, they should for but, the vibes. Yeah. Yeah, good vibes. I mean, yeah, I mean, like, talk about, like, a lot of really good options for a Raptors team that... Still very, very good. One of the better teams in the East could, could add a useful role player, could add another developmental option to, you know, hopefully help them down the road. So, yeah, I mean, it's it, it's a good spot for them. And then, again, uh, going to have lots of options for the Celtics on the clock at 30. So, fingers crossed. I, mean, I, think, uh, I think that we're going to continue the run on old Blue Bloods, and it might be Cassius uh, Stanley time. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, I suppose the Raptors are... Not- are as good of a spot as any for Cassius Stanley. Yeah, they would turn Cassius Stanley into a stud somehow. 
Yeah, I mean, just take, like, a incredible vertical athlete and just, like, teach him all of the basketball skill and intelligence just because the Raptors have that magic touch. But, yeah, it's, you know, th 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 there's a, we're, at the, we're at the point where it's just, like, over and over every pick. Great, lots, lots of great options. Lots of great options. Um, I suppose at this point we could, while we're going to play Kate PD and talk a little about Stewart if, if you want to talk about him, PD. <laughs> But PD, don't be too mean. <laughs> yeah. Oh well, then he has no, then he has nothing left to say. <laughs> what, what do you think? He, what do you think led to his extremely quick rise? RSCI work ethic. Well, character. RSCI will lead to a rise. Oh, well, right, yeah, like I, he's always been that though. Like, I yeah, think, I, I don't know. Maybe it was like a two week period where he went from like you know a guy people you know playoff teams were considering late to. Suddenly, he's a guy in, like just outside the lottery. What do you think led to that? Like, I, I could see two possible explanations. One that he went in for workouts and shot the hell out of the ball. Uh, two that they just sat down with him and absolutely adored him as a human being. Yeah, I mean that that seems plausible. Like, and yeah, definitely looking for some kind of explanation there. It's yeah, it's really high i think it's like mathematically kind of impossible for that reach to be top um although pritchard got close uh sticks went 10 yeah but um, but i mean we both had sticks as like a 30 40 guy um did not have stuart that high and he only went six spots lower um yeah what do you make of the of the sticks pick at 10 pd um I think the uh, the Suns front office had a like it doesn't matter what the board says like pick your guy decision like that seems like that's their seems accurate philosophy. that's kind of their mo uh, at this point yeah um uh, I just can't fathom having Devin Vassell on the board in passing like the, uh I, I admire the Suns' willingness to uh, create content and drive uh, different conversations on the draft. But, like, I you, you, let, you let Vassell fall to the Spurs. Yeah, that, you know, let the Spurs get one of the best picks of the night. Uh, in, in what a happier time that was when, when Devin Vassell was being drafted by the Spurs. I, the world was filled with possibility. I'm still, I'm still holding on. Hey, Max, the Celtics picking two picks. Malachi Flynn. Wow. There's some happiness. Great okay, pick. Let's talk about Malachi Flynn. So I put together the highlight reel for this Max one. goes it in was, so fast. It was <laughs> the most fun one by far. And it made clear to me, like, Malachi Flynn has the most wonderful and diverse pick-and-roll scoring game that he breaks out a new way to just destroy the big man. Every single time, he has has everything. Like he'll on one possession, will snake it and pull up from the elbow and look like Chris Paul. On the next, he'll hit the big with an in and out, and he'll be spinning around, and it'll be a Nash layup. On on the next, he'll he'll long stride the big, and he's at the rim with his, with his inside hand before the big has any idea what's going on. He is just such a terror, and he has one of the best runners in the class, elite balance, uh, a high level pull up. He's a good pick-and-roll passer. Um, just a wonderful, wonderful offensive player, wonderful pick-and-roll player. And then defensively, is it was a good college defender, I think will be neutral-ish in the NBA. 
um, really smart, really, really smart gambles. Uh, so he adds value there without having the risky and harmful element of gambling. Uh, and then on the ball, he's strong, he's physical. Uh, he's an awesome player. He's gonna be super good. Um, very, like lots of lots of like Van Vleety vibes with this with this pick for sure. Love yeah, lo- lo- lots of Van Vleety vibes. Just like a, a yeah. super complete pick and roll player. I think off ball is a shooter and a spacer as well. Like it's it's an awesome pick. And you know you know the Raptors are are, are gonna turn him into something magical and and, and mystifying. Like they they just are. <laughs> yeah, I mean uh, to me this looks like uh, an NFL style like. Plug and replace. Boston and is trading thirty. I guess uh, uh, could be worse. This means they might not be able to hurt uh, hurt, hurt Max. Yep. Um, uh, no, I mean, they could also trade it for nothing. No but. Daniel Oturu top thirty for you today, Celtics. Um, so yeah, yeah. Um, to me this reads as uh, Fred Van Fleet uh, is probably going to sign with the Knicks. I guess they didn't draft a point guard. Yeah, um, makes sense. So they're going to need somebody to um, run the uh, interesting lineup that they've built. Um, and if Toronto is, is parsing those tea leaves as Fred's leaving, then you want you know the, a hyper competent guy who can contribute now, um, who has you know some creation upside to maybe even get a little bit bigger, better in the coming years. Um, so this makes a lot of sense. I think it solves all their needs. I think it's one of the easier fits in this draft. Yeah, one of the better recent picks uh, in this class, you know, of the last, you know, six or seven or so picks. Like, just just fit, need, developmental context. All of it makes a lot of sense for for, for Malachi to be optimized, not only in the short term, on a really good team that can probably use him right away, but also in the long term, you know, as like a proto Van Fleet, like you said. Lots lots of Van Vleety vibes. Um, much better college finisher, I think. Which is nice. Number thirty is headed to Memphis. Wow, interested to see what Memphis goes for here. So Memphis has had forty, I believe. Yeah, I think they had forty or forty-one. Like Memphis had forty. Okay, so, so likely that pick. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see what it is. Um, but thirty is headed to Memphis. Memphis is on the clock. Wonder who they're targeting. Pain. Please just oh, that would make a ton of sense. Yeah, yeah. they yeah, need yeah. their volume shooter. Like, Bane would, Bane would be like, God, the Grizzlies would be the most aggressively draft Twitter team of all time. Again, I, I, there is no other explanation. Yep, Bane, the there it is. Bane. There it is. There it is. Love it. Love it. Absolutely Incredible love it. pick. Just ne- definitely need the volume shooter. Bane, the best shooter in the class with versatility on off-movement shots of all varieties, step-backs, deep step-backs and pull-ups. Um, an actual sample of, of shooting greatness um, compared to, you know, Aaron, someone like Aaron Neesmith. And, you know, really one of the better wing passers in the class with some legitimate pick-and-roll craft. Should be great as a secondary, you know, handler and passer. Just like an ancillary one, at least. And then the, the team defense is awesome. Um, outside of you know the, the little questionable on-ball defense with his lateral movement and lack of reach, but this is this is an incredible pick. I mean, just he the Grizzlies man. Like, oh my god. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, yeah, Dez, really good player, great shooter, has really good ancillary skills for the role. Um, yeah, it it is a really nice pick. Uh, and he'll 
be good for them. He'll be a, a, a good, very much plug-and-play player. I'm really I'm currently on NBA.com ordering a, uh, a Memphis Grizzlies jersey that says Draft Twitter. <laughs> Denver traded a lottery-protected future first for Anthony. Interesting. Um, Pelicans collect the so, first. So best players to fall out of the first. Uh, we got Riller, Isaiah Joe, Joe Tillman, um, Tillman, Tilly, but yeah. injury reasons. Nico, I've got at least that range. Kale yeah. Maladon. Tyrell uh, Terry, kind of surprisingly. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised to see him, like, who, who was getting some smoke, like, pretty high. Um, yeah. Going to the draft has fallen out of the first round in favor of some other small shooters like Pritchard and Quickly, um, which definitely is surprising to, to all of us. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, oh, man, yeah, I'm just looking at, uh, on my on my TV, which I have muted, um, Celtics Desmond Bain, which uh, would be very oh, nice. Oh, man, that's going to be haunting. Yeah. yeah, we still not we still don't have the terms. On yeah, we do, yeah, yeah we don't have the don't have the terms of that deal. Um, would expect them to maybe get one of the Grizzly seconds this year. Um, again, a really really great trade up for for the Grizzlies to get a sliding wing. You know, we talked about trade ups in this class. Um, there have been quite a few, I think, pretty effective uses of that. Um, with Poku, with RJ Hampton, with with now Desmond Bain. Teams, you know, teams moving up, n- not necessarily the the trade ups in the top of the draft. Like the the first trade, what was like the Pistons at sixteen, and that wasn't even like a draft date or a, a, a during the draft trade. Um, so I mean, I think trade ups um, um, kind of being used pretty effectively is a trend that I wasn't sure we expected to see at this level, or at least at, at you know in this stage of the draft. But smart teams, as we kind of alluded to, taking advantage of some really great values that are still available on the board here. All right, so now we have now the Mavericks in the beginning of round two, so things are going to start moving a little quicker. Oh, man, we are already three and a half hours in. Yeah, How hopefully you guys things are going to move a little quicker, man. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm going to pass out. Yeah, I uh, thought I was going to pass you, out when, when the Pelicans almost had on Maxi, but man, like, we really need some good vibes in here, so some more good vibes in this, in this draft room, because... Uh, again, Mavericks. What? I think we're about to get a whole bunch of um, really good picks. Hashtag our guys. Yes. Hashtag um, our guys. Hashtag. Well, they're gonna have to be drafted at some point. Hashtag, so, hashtag uh, pals one, of the pod. One, one would think. Um, I would love to see the Mavs go with Riller here. Oh my god, that'd be amazing. Because uh, like Josh Green was was a great pick. Uh, imagine that secondary creation next to Luca. Just like just like. Imagine like a like a Willer, Luca, Green, like Maxi Kleba, Porzingis lineup. Like that would be the most fun thing in the world. Um, yeah, I mean that that's who I was looking. That's who I'd kind of be looking at as like my favorite pick here. Obviously, I like Isaiah Joe. Um, probably wouldn't take Tillman, but would, would be great value. Um, yeah, yeah, we're, we we have to get some good picks soon. Like it, it's like literally inevitable. Yeah, well, we've reached a point where I think we can we can go back and talk about some things that we wanted to maybe talk about in more depth. PD, did you have any favorite picks you want? Uh, uh, Tyrell Terry. Terry. I like that. Um, um interesting. Yeah, yeah, that makes some sense. As as a, this is a spot where he can play off of a big initiator. Yeah, um, that's kind of what he needs to play off of a guy like Luca, who can create advantages for him when you know his lack of strength and the and and the burst really hinders that. But 
great off-ball shooter and on-ball shooter. I think the off-ball passing is a lot better than the on-ball passing. And then, you know, he can use you know, off-ball movement to get to the rim and, and take advantage of his finishing. So I think it's a pretty good landing spot for Terry. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, when you combine uh, Josh Green and Tyrell Terry, they're, uh, they have a lot of value for their two picks. Um, I think there's, you know, some buzz that Josh Green could rise up uh, a little bit higher. Um, and it's sort of two guys who are going to be uh, better in their roles because they're on the Mavericks and probably would be in a vacuum. Um, that's a pick that I like a lot. Um, the magic getting cool makes a lot of sense. Um, I'm excited for Cole Markell. Um, uh, the 76ers got Tyrese Maxey, which is just phenomenal. Unbelievable pick. I absolutely love that. Incredible, um, incredible, going, incredible pick. They're going to be hell on wheels, and also like the heat getting precious is really fun. Yeah, I thought the heat getting precious was cool. Uh, I hope that they don't think that he is like really a BAM facsimile, but... It, it still it still does make sense. Um, so who's on the clock now? Um, Charlotte. Charlotte is on the clock. Yeah. So um, already add Lamelo. Um, could add like Tillman and man. I mean, PJ. quite the yeah. I mean, quite the yeah. I mean, they have PJ, but I think Tillman and PJ would be a really fun front court. Like, even if it's not the most um, practical, but. If we're looking at uh, fun Tillman spots, uh, 35 at the Kings would be really fun. Yeah, well, PD, I'm still hoping that the Celtics got the 40th pick back in that trade and that they're going to get Tillman. Uh, I kind of need to, I need to believe that for my own sanity. Um, if, uh, if Tillman goes 35 and, and Cash goes 36, that's going to just be a, a wonderful... That'll, that'll be a fun little end up on the Sixers or the Kings. Those are fantastic selections by those teams. Oh, man. Cash on the Sixers? Yeah, I mean, that's like the pick and roll and more shooting creation you need next to Maxi, who put who gives you the rim, the rim pressure. That, that, that'll be really awesome. I mean, we talked about um, so many... There's so many guards. Some of them are going to slip. Like, we have Cassius, Nico, Dotson, um, Trey Jones all slipping at this point um, just because of the guard depth in, in that late first... Um, a Riller, of course, as well. So, again, just a really, really nice uh, landing spot as well. Uh, p- potential landing spots for all those guys at this point. Um, Alright, so so among our best available are... I mean, I think my, my clear two best available, or three, are, are uh, Riller, Tillman, and Joe. Yeah, mine as uh, well. We, we, we certainly expected that they would, they would last the second. But I think they start to come into play uh, in, in this range and would make a lot of sense for, I mean, for any team, really. Um, yeah, I'm really curious to see when when someone takes a shot on Rillard. PD, why do you think that the league seems to be a bit lower on Rillard? Um, I think that the competition can be kind of scary. Um, the competition and, and the defense. Um, I think that I think that the translation is something that NBA teams are a little more hesitant about, um, and asking a guy to like really pick up his defense to the level that, that he is. Um, I also think that like maybe he didn't have the greatest workouts. Um, he doesn't strike me as somebody who would like murder an empty gym. 
like he's going to shoot well, but not necessarily let it on fire. Um, and when you're a uh, like a, a sort of undersized combo guard, the the margins between being like a first round guy and second guy are so thin. Because the, uh, the the math on that is difficult. Yeah, it's it's incredibly tough. The 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 level of of um, pull up shooter you need to be, and and the you know the margin there between being you know basically a star level player and a backup scoring guard are really small. Um, the uh, Charlotte is- taking Vernon and Carey at thirty two. That's uh, Ike. interesting. Ike Jordan. Yeah. Uh, I mean, not exactly the role man that you like with Lamelo. Um, yeah. You'd think they they'd want a more complimentary big man. Um, I think that um, what Tillman would have definitely been better here. Um, I, I don't know, even like 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 Yudoka would have been cool if he fell. But yeah, I mean, Carey just. Um, you know, pretty some offensive skill. Just worry a lot about the the defensive movement ability and just the, the general awareness. Um, if he's going to be a good enough shooter on offense for his role, just not not the best value here, honestly. No, it's not. Like I, I like Vernon Carey relative to some of the other freshman bigs and and I guess underclass bigs because you can throw a tour in there. He is nimble. Uh, he does have have more explosion to him uh but he uh he um you know he he doesn't really know what he's doing defending pick and roll he is not a particularly willing passer though i do think he has some vision there he uh i I don't know that he's a great shooter i don't think that he's really a shooter at all um, well, PD, do you want to talk a little bit about the pick-and-roll defense since you wrote uh, a series called Slow Feet, Don't Eat on, on uh, pick-and-roll defense? Yeah. Uh, the long story short is that Carey um, has interesting short area burst, but he has a poor understanding of angles and when to deploy it. Um, so often he's trying to overcompensate um, for taking a bad angle by trying to sprint ahead, and it leads, him, leads to getting... Uh, ahead of himself and, and guards get cut back angles. Um, I would say that he's going to be an actively poor defender for a long time in the NBA. Um, not because he doesn't have the tools, but because he's so far behind in his understanding um, of, of how to play angles. Uh, I think that his size is, is fine um, for a backup five. Um, the, the issue is that I'm not really sure how you get him uh, up the floor uh, to defend the shooters of the world. Um, and he's going to have problems uh, with the super heavy motor, uh, like ba- like Bam is going to light him on fire, um, because you know you have to be constantly readjusting and preparing uh, for every single uh, screen rescreen uh, micro action that, that these. Oh, Philadelphia uh, is finalizing a trade of Josh Richardson to Dallas. Wow. Compensation is not yet known. Sorry, PD. Continue. It's okay. Um, so I, I think that the worry with Carey is that he's sort of a man without a country uh, in terms of pick and roll coverage, and he needs to change his identity uh, from a, a one-way bucket getter in the canter mold to a guy who is willing to uh, really commit. To- oh, the Knicks oh, have man. made a pick. Oh, PD, PD. The Knicks are taking Oturu at, 20- at 33. The Knicks with an all-time Knicks draft. Uh, oh, man. Are you- 
Wow. Mm. Oh my god. I mean, Nine... a big man duo yeah. of Oturu and Obi. They're the two worst defensive bigs in the entire class. Worth mentioning, um, 98th on on my final board. I did not rank Oturu. I declined to rank him. I would. I didn't want to. Um, I wouldn't really give him a two-way even. Uh, I don't really think that he's that much of a prospect. Positives. Uh, um, he might he's shoot. He's a rebounder. He, he, he's a pretty good rebounder. Um, he could be a pretty solid spot-up shooter. Um, could he, though? Do you really buy Oturu as a shooter? I know that's what people uh, say, but do you really buy that at all? I don't. I don't buy it on a volume. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I don't buy that at all. No, honestly. not necessarily on volume. Um, we're trying to be optimistic here. Yeah, but he I mean, here. absolutely but, great here. <laughs> I I don't really I don't buy the shooting thing with him at all, honestly. Um, yeah, I, I I he's a good rebounder. He he. I mean, PD, how do you compare him as a pick and roll defender to? We'll say just to, to well maybe not Stuart because there's not really that much of a sample there. But uh, to carry and Obi. Um, Obi has a better understanding of angles, um, but is more physically limited. Um, uh, carry is uh, effort limited, and Oturu is sort of like the, the worst of both. Oh, apparently the the Oturu pick is being traded to the Clippers. Oh, and Seth Curry is going to the Sixers in the Richardson trade. Wow. Okay, so, Daryl so Morey that, is doing things. So the Sixers have now gotten a guy who can do a little bit more on the ball there. So that makes some sense. Uh, Oturu is going to the Clippers, though, not the Knicks. So Oturu Knicks, and... Uh, man, the, so the Knicks avoid that. I am not sure what the Clippers are doing. Uh, the, slander, the slandometer has been dialed back slightly. Um, yeah. The Clippers took um, Kevin Gelly in back-to-back years. Oh, Kevin Gelly. I know, but like, oh, the, no, easily, but like to just like the two worst passing bigs in the class back to back years. Uh, so the the full terms of that Philly trade are Josh Richardson and thirty six for Seth Curry. Um, I like it for both yeah, that, teams. I think. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, yeah, o- Oturu. Uh, to finish that up, that yeah, taking Oturu over Xavier Tillman is like criminal. Uh. That's Especially true. because uh, the uh, the Clippers were, you know, most recently seen getting slaughtered uh, because their bigs couldn't slide their feet. Um, yeah. and, like getting a, getting a coverage big, like might have saved them from national embarrassment. But um, yeah, best best of luck. Yeah, kind of out of words at this point. Um, uh Tillman's gonna go somewhere good. I mean, we're we're coming up on, on some interesting. This this to me, this is the most interesting section this, this draft has been. Not just because of the trades, just because the the theory of what people should take at the top of the second round is always just kind of oh, we'll take a whole bunch of point cards, but there's actual like uh, good wing versatility. Like, yeah, you can get like a real wing bet. Yeah. yeah, I'm surprised that people didn't bite on like Woodard and Joe. I guess like someone like guys like Tyshawn and, and Nate Hinton are a lot lower down mainstream boards, but I, I am surprised that someone like what are Sixers they? getting Maladon. Sixers at thirty four are taking Kale Maladon. They are killing wait, it tonight. Can wait? Can that be right? Because the six no the Sixers I don't think own that pick. I think that pick was in was in um, uh, one of the trades. No, the Richardson trade was thirty six. 
No, um, no, 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 but this was the this is the OKC trade, the Al Horford trade. Yeah. Oh, yeah, right, so right, right. So, oh, oh, that that is again really really good pick for for OKC. Um, yeah, so Sham, Shams was reporting that as Philly, but I believe it's actually no Yeah, so PD, you want to talk about this one? Yeah, I'm just trying to, to get the full terms. NBA.com, unfortunately, was up to date a moment ago, and now it is very much no longer up to date. Um, or who has these responsibilities? Um, it looks like the Mavericks get 36. Yes, they do. Yeah, yeah, um, the Mavs got 36. This was, this pick was 34 was traded far earlier. Yeah. This is OKC. I mean, um, this is this is a huge win for Teo uh, to get him this late. Um, I'm not a believer in in his upside, like relative to like in like the mid teens. But if you're in the 30s, like th- there's a chance that he can really um, um, he can really uh, create something. Grizzlies, um, Xavier Tillman of the Grizzlies. Oh, oh my god. god. Wow. Wait, what? Memphis, wait, isn't wait, that Sacramento? No, is, I thought that was Sacramento's pick. It's supposed to be. Wait, when did Sacramento what? get 35? Oh man. Memphis. <laughs> How do you go into Oh my Memphis? god. Memphis went into this with 40, and they're coming out with two top 20 picks? Are you serious? The draft Twitter is off the charts. Oh my god. They, they have Clark, Jaron, and, and Tillman. <laughs> um, yeah, Memphis. And, like, and, and the Anthony Mountain. The wait is finally over. Football's in full effect. With many teams strutting their stuff, you might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. Head to Bet Online today and use promo code ARMCHAIR to take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Support for the Prep to Pro NBA Draft Podcast comes from Manscaped who is the best in men's blow-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Jingle balls to the walls, fellas. Listen up. Untrimmed pubes are a thing of the past. It's time to gear up and get yourself the gift of shaving this holiday season. I am talking about the Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0. The Lawn Mower 3.0 comes inside their brand-new Perfect Package 3.0, which makes for the perfect gift this holiday season. It's literally everything you need to keep trimmed, cut-free, and smelling nice down there. The Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0 also includes the Crop Preserver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. You already put deodorant on your armpits. Why are you not putting it on the smelliest part of your body? And yes, your balls stink. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code armchair. Clean up your nuts and make Santa proud this year absolutely just running everyone else here like they have been doing for the last four years um max want to talk about tillman i mean you might not want to but um yeah xavier tillman uh one of the best bigs in the class um oh there was just another pick that was um oh bay to dallas okay um what's it called uh tillman tillman uh brilliant defensive player uh so so smart uh, undersized center, but super long and has the timing and intelligence 
to allow him to impact plays as a help defender. Uh, best screener in the class, best short roll passer in the class, uh, good big man handler, can maybe shoot a little bit. Uh, somewhat coverage versatile, he can definitely play in a drop, and, um, and uh, what's it called? And uh, can play like at the level of the screen, maybe hedge a little bit. He did that at, um, at Michigan State, but n- not a switch big. But, but a mobile big, incredibly, incredibly intelligent, super high feel. Um, and, uh, yeah, just a really great player and is going to be a player for a long time in the NBA. He's really, really good. Uh, I'm jealous. Max, you should just become a Memphis fan while, while you can. Yeah, actually not a bad idea. Yeah. But it minimizes some of the concerns about Jaron Jackson Jr.'s rebounding. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're pretty oh. perfect compliments, honestly. Like, yeah, especially once uh, Tillman like really starts shooting. Yeah, which I think will happen eventually. Yeah, just, that would be awesome. Man. Shooting just Tillman. a big man rotation of Tillman, Jaron, and Clark, with with Ja and Melton, and oh my god, like, un- like unbelievable, unbelievable. Like, this 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 is going to be the most fun team of all time. Like, yeah, I mean. That's a great pick. Uh, I guess we can move on to Tyler Bay at, at 36. I think another pretty solid pick as well. Um, the Mavs, um, just going going for more defense. Bay, certainly his off-ball defense upside is one of the highest in the class. Some ridiculous rotations with his explosion and his, and, and his length. But just pretty inconsistent um, in his positioning and his timing, uh, especially on the perimeter. Um, uh, a high-ceiling team defender, but definitely one who could... Who could just kind of prove not good enough, um, being you know six seven and and you know just pretty kind of spacey with his awareness, and then offensively again, I, I I have a lot of worries about him offensively and and how he fits and what he does. But with the Mavs, I mean, I, just like we talked about with Green, another guy with questionable offensive projection, um, you know, if tons of space to shoot spot ups for Bay. Um, I know Max believes he has a little more role equity role man equity than I do. Um, if that's true, will obviously pair incredibly well with Luca. Um, yeah, I mean, Mavericks. Mavericks honestly, um, kind of quietly having like one of the best, if not like the best drafts of the night um, so far. I mean, really yeah, good. I mean, Tyler Bay, the role man equity. I mean, he's very vertically explosive. Uh, I worry what happens when the ball is in his hands and he has to make a decision for sure. Um, not exactly a high level passer, um, but. Yeah, I mean, he, he he is somewhat interesting. The defensive playmaking is there. Uh, I, I'm curious to see what his body turns into, where the shooting level off. I'm fine with it here, though. It's a worthwhile gamble. Um, and in, in um, this is Dallas, right? Yes, this is Dallas. Oh, wow. Yeah, so da- the, the, holy. Wow. Jesus. Vit Krejci <laughs> going to the Wizards with a 37 pick. Um, presumed draft and stash option. Um, Vit wow. six foot eight with some ball handling. PD, what do you what are your thoughts on on that pick? Um, why? Yeah. Why would you? Yeah. No, no, this is a bad idea. This is a bad idea. There's so many good players on the board. Washington's not in a draft and stash phase. Thirty-seven. Wow. That's really high to force a stash. So Craigie was was 
83rd on my board. I had him around um, there as well, yeah. Yeah, he's like 6'7", super physically underdeveloped. Like, if I remember correctly, really, really weird shot mechanics. But yeah, like, has some ball skills in, pa- in passing. Yeah. I mean, I thought of him as like an intriguing flyer, and I wouldn't have minded if a team stashed him at the end of the draft. But, but like, really fringy. Very, very, very fringy. Yeah, I mean... Ah, I mean, another, like, wingy option, but, like, just just take Isaiah Joe, or, like, take, that's real, take yeah, like, that's Indoy, really or, like, one of, like, the really weird, or, or, like, the glut of, like, weird stashed two-way wings, like Hall, or Doolittle, or, or Ellaby, or somebody, like, yeah, that's, that, that, that's, 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 um, I can check, they do not, no, so, they're that, working, at their, their plan to fix the Wizards was, Denny and then uh, a stash that you could yeah. have gotten in like the fourth round of this draft. <laughs> I, I, I thought the Denny cool. pick was solid. Like, but the the thing that doesn't make any sense. I think here, it's fine, but it's just not like this isn't a, a plan, really. So you you could you could trade thirty seven for a for a high value future second and just buy fifty nine and stash be crazy. Like, or, or you could or you could sell thirty seven for the maximum amount. Buy fifty-seven for significantly less than that. Oh, well, okay. See, that is very so thunder, odd. I guess. That's really odd. Very yeah. odd. I, I mean, I guess that it makes work. sense as like an OKC thing, but like. But why are you like? I understand it if you feel. I understand it more if you feel pressured to take a stash. I guess I, I like Krejci a lot. Like. I mean, it's now illegal to say bad things about Sam Presti, but he had, does have some very strange uh, tendencies, developmental and uh, and uh, evaluation calls in the past. Um, yes. He, uh, yeah, he has a type. Thing. Oh, Jazz taking Saban Lee. Really? That's fun. Where, wait, where did you see that? Uh, Gavoni tweeted it. I, that's awesome. Oh, man. That's I, awesome. Saban Lee had that kind of... Dude, I love Saban Lee. I had him in like the early forties. Like, man, that is so much fun. Interesting. Um, yeah, a Saban fun pick. Saban Lee, one of the more uh, explosive guards in in college basketball last year. Uh, really kind of crazy athlete. Uh, I wow, I really didn't think that he was uh, had that kind of um, what's it called? That that kind of stock. Uh, I, I, yeah. But, I mean, Lee, def- like, being a small guard um, and struggling as a shooter and a little bit as, as a decision maker, but, like, is it, troublesome, but, like, he has real upside with, like, there are a few guys in this class that match his, his ability to pressure the rim. Like, he, his, the explosion is unreal. Plus, I think he's a pretty solid off-ball defender as well. Like, that's, a, that's an interesting one. Like, like, for a Jazz team that, like, kind of desperately needs, like, half-court, like, advantage creation, like, I, I'm, I'm pretty into that. Like, Wow. I'm yeah. kind of surprised by that. Um, this is a uh, shout out to the Saban Lee heads in the chat. Um, I, I like this. I mean, it's obviously a little bit hot, but like yeah. the jazz yeah. has such a specific need that it makes like yeah. the idea of this makes sense where it's just like. Oh, this, we, this is not, this is actually not the jazz. This is Detroit. I don't know how they got the pick. No, it's, oh, yeah. Oh. The Pelicans took oh, Elijah like Hughes. Is, is Pelicans take Elijah Hughes? Oh, they did so well in the first round. Um, should we keep talking Saban or move on to Elijah Hughes? Can we talk about Saban? Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I 
Yeah, I mean, rim pressure. Let's do Elijah Hughes. God damn it. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, Elijah Hughes, six foot six, uh, pretty good shooter. Has had some range and some versatility. Um, I suppose a, a little bit of secondary playmaking flashes, but just like outside of the shooting and size at six six, pretty underwhelming at just about everything. Like wasn't that impressive playing in Syracuse's zone? Like as whereas. Oh, Lee was a part of that Tony Bradley deal um, for the Udoka pick. But yeah, um, like he, like like Jaden McDaniels, like was pretty impressive defensively, all things considered. In Washington's zone, wasn't the case for 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 Hughes and Syracuse's zone. Just, I don't think Hughes is really an NBA player. Um, I suppose the Pelicans can always use more wings and wing shooters, but. Uh, this is not. Oh, so Hughes is headed oh, to the Jazz. Wait, he, so. Oh, Hughes is going to the Jazz. Oh. Yes, apparently. How did, when did the Jazz get that pick? I don't know, but apparently it's going to the Jazz. Okay, that's a relief. Um, Hughes. Oh, yeah. Um, I I don't think he's very good. Uh, the appeal, I guess, is that he's 6'6 and can kind of shoot. He's not that good of a shooter. Uh,. I guess he has the passing ability. I just, I really, really don't like him as a defensive player. His effort level is incredibly low, and I guess sometimes that happens in his own, but it's remarkably low. Uh, just lots of terrible gambles. Um, Woodard to Sacramento at 40. Uh, not sure how that got. Oh, that pick was, I think, in the... That's the, save, that's the Xavier Tillman trade. Yeah. So I have no idea what the Celtics got for 30, then. It has not been reported. Um, yeah, I have no idea what the, what they got, but they didn't. Evidently, they did not get forty from Memphis, so yeah, I am not sure what they got for thirty. I like Woodard quite a bit there. Um, just like a really solid like three and rim protection four. Um, I, I think Max very aptly dubs him a precisely fine prospect. Um, just fine at everything. A fine shooter, underrated as a passer, with I think some legitimate, you know, off-ball passing capability. That's not that that could be explored more at the NBA level. Um, some you know some pretty solid weak side rim protection with you know he he's a good vertical athlete, but a little slow slow leaping and the reaction time isn't perfect. Just just a pretty fine a guy who's going to be like six foot seven and a solid rotation player. Um, so yeah, I mean it's, it, this is a good value and a good pick for the the Kings, assuming the Kings keep this pick. Yeah, I, you know, if this is a fine pick if it wasn't, you know, in the colossal shadows of passing on Xavier Tillman. Yeah. Um, Woodard's always just been, like, a guy. Like, he's he's the most strongly a guy uh, prospect in this draft. Yeah. Um, I think that, it like, it makes sense if you're just, you you wanted a wing. Um, but, and Tillman would have made a lot of sense. And I'm sure that, that they're not going to come to regret this at all. Yeah. yeah I mean, it, it, do, it doesn't hurt to get a solid NBA forward, I would say. Um, like, I think that's 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 what it, what it is. That's the appeal is that he's six seven and fine. Uh, he's a fine passer, a fine shooter. Um, we, I wish that he was did everything a little faster. That he covered ground faster. That he uh, loaded on his on his jumping faster. Uh, that he shot faster. That he made decisions faster. Um, everything, just everything, has to be faster with him. Uh, but it's not, so he's he's just kind of fine. But uh, you know, being fine at six seven with a like close to seven foot wingspan, I think, is is pretty solid and it has some value for sure. 
Yeah, it's one of the... Yeah, yeah, it's a pretty good pick. Like, he's going to be a rotation player for a long time. And I think, like, Halliburton and Woodard is a pretty good... Pretty solid haul for the Kings. O- overall, like, probably one of, like, the yeah. most, like, solidly unspectacular hauls. Like, it's pretty good. Like, they got yeah, solid value. it would value. be a bit better if they had more of, like, a really undeniable star in place. Yeah, or but like... they're but, nice pieces. Yeah, they're picking they up pieces. And again, I mean, this, this isn't the draft to get your star in place. Like... This is the draft, as we talk about so many times, to get your pieces when you do get that guy. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, the Kings are pretty low on wing forwards as well. Like, that's a good pick for sure. Like, de- definitely one that I enjoy. All right, so on the clock now is the Spurs, and they have a chance to, like, really have, like, an unbelievable draft here. Um, one of the picks of the draft, getting the sell at 11. Ah, Riller, Joe, Tilly, um, a lot of really good options still on the board here that um, could just kind of solidify this as just an, a really unbelievable draft uh, for the Spurs here. So yeah, I mean, I- I'm very interested yeah, to see where they go. I'm, I'm very excited to see, like, because they're in a circumstance where they're doing well and they can take, you know, a, a, a larger swing. Um, I could also see them just like deciding to, to bet on uh, tools or theoretical tools and like take Jemias. Yeah, um, I can see that. Um, I can also see them just being like, you know what, we're going to take Killian Tilly. That, yeah, Which, I mean, I think this, like, people like try to like ascribe picks as like Spursy, but the Spurs don't really have like a direction, I feel like. Like, the Spurs go in a lot no, of different I, ways. I, I, I feel like uh, Spursy is always just what you call things that you think are smart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah player. Like that's a Spursy pick. It's like people call Brandon Clark Spursy. It's like what? Whom is this player that you think that the Spurs have had that's like Brandon Clark? Yeah, um, I mean, because like, is there type like older like it's like more cerebral players? Like recently, it's kind of been like young athletes, like with with I guess with uh, you know with with Lonnie Walker and Kelvin Johnson and Dejounte. But yeah, they don't really have like a defined type. Um, kind of you know, Spurs are taking Trey Jones at forty one. That's not bad. They're going to roll out some interesting defensive lineups with DeJounte. Yeah, that's pretty solid. I mean, the value here is pretty solid. Um, I don't have any other words. It's solid. But just, um, yeah, I mean, it makes sense, I think. Um, Wish it was like Joe or or Riller. But, Petey, what do you think about this one? Because as someone who I know is a little higher on Trey Jones than Max and I. Yeah. I think it's it's me and, and Francis who are the highest on, on Trey Jones that I know about. Um, uh, and I think the idea is that there's hidden um, there's hidden upside in him um, that if you you know blend his two years together, or even just assume a little bit of var- variance than either one, um, you have a player who would like most definitely be a first round pick, um, a good defender who is absolutely mauled by a fraudulent Duke contest. Uh, or context, um, I think that you can slide him around between ones and twos in the league because two is such a, a vapid position. Um, and if you're betting on guys uh, who have a little bit of a shooting problem, uh, San Antonio is certainly a place to go fix that. Um, he's going to be an active defender. The Pelicans um, take there. Nick Richards at 42. They got a type now, huh? Yeah, I suppose. I mean, it makes some sense with the Pelicans needing, like, rim protection in the short term, but, like, they got, you have Jackson Hayes. Like, 
yeah, I mean, fringy bigs are not really something that I really am, am a fan of targeting um, midway through the second, especially with, with who's on the board right now. Um, Richard's a really good finisher, um, had some somewhat encouraging shooting development this past year, um, and then is a pretty solid rim protector as well. But that's, So he's like kind of like a, a guy who we could see being a rotational prospect. Um, but still, like, just not not great value and just not great process drafting, like, backup bigs who don't have any special sort of skills when there's wings and special guards on the board. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't hate Richards. He's, like, you know, somewhat of a lob threat, uh, but it's a, it's a little weird. It's, it, it's just a kind of weird allocation of resources. Um, yeah, this draft has been has been big, heavy, early, um, and that's kind of weird given the you know the structure of the league. Yeah, it just doesn't make a lot of sense for New Orleans to me either. Like he's someone you can who's very I think like again it could be in rotation, but is generally very replaceable, and like it just they should be invested in. A, oh man, the, the Kings are about to take Jemias. The Kings clearly listened to our to our last prep to pro mock. Um, Sam, our friend Sam Zulo, Kings GM, made the same pick. Um, <laughs> Jemias Ramsey to the Kings. Max, why don't you kind of detail the, the, uh, this pick about your guy Jemias Ramsey? Yeah, I don't like Jemias. Um, I I guess he he can shoot spot ups. Uh, he's a good two foot leaper, but everything else is not great. Um, oh, Nick Richards going to Charlotte. Okay. Um, There's your laugh bet for Lamelo. Yeah. That makes that makes up. Uh, Mike Jordan continues to like Mike Jordan, guys. Um. So, but back back to Jemias. He is a terrible decision maker. Can't jump off of one foot. Uh, really like upright player. Can't really get by anyone. Terrible, terrible, terrible defensive player. Uh, one of the worst defensive players in the class just gets absolutely destroyed off the ball. Um, I don't really think that he's an NBA guy. But two, he has two foot leaving and can shoot off the catch. Uh, I, I understand an investment in at a certain point. I wouldn't have done it this high. But, uh, yeah. I mean, he's a real shooter. Um, yeah. Uh, as a catch and shoot guy. I, I wish he wasn't point guard sized. Um, because like I think that my distaste for him uh, was always the balance of him being a wing when I just it was like you know what he's actually just uh, a, like a combo guard a straight up combo guard not a wing at all um, I, I started to rise in him a little bit higher because I knew that he would uh, his defense wouldn't matter as much um, so I mean I think that uh, getting uh, another shooter to space the floor even yeah, like he shouldn't have any uh, decision-making role. Um, this is fine, I guess. Um, uh, probably not a great asset allocation, but there were worse decisions to be made. Yeah, I yeah. mean, just just lots of better values for the same kind of thing you're looking for here. I mean, if you want to shoot her again, like Isaiah Joe is kind of just sitting there. Um, um, I mean, different kind of player, but Riller, um, if, you want, if, you, if you think Jemias is really a scorer, um, take take Grant Riller, who is really uh, a pretty special level scorer. Um, like Nico is there as like a shooter off guard type. 
Um, if you want like, another scoring creator that's like Jalen Harris, if you want to reach for someone like Sam Merrill. Yeah, um, just n- neither of us are Jemias fans. Um, you know, yeah, not our favorite pick in the world. Yeah, Certainly. let's get positive here. Who are some guys who are left you like? Yeah, Riller, Riller and Joe are the two big ones for me in my top in my tier three that have fallen here. Who I think yeah, both top twenty talents that are still on the board. Then Nico, um, yeah, Nico Hinton Tilly. I, I, I would, I would imagine. Uh, oh, the Bulls are gonna take Marco Simonovic at forty four. Oh, nice. <laughs> Anybody want to lead on Simonovic? Uh, sure, I can. Um, really good role man. Uh, like nice footwork as a role man. Uh, ca- like has some has some ability to to rise kind of quickly. Uh, can pass on the roll a bit. Can shoot a little bit. Um, but the defense is a really big issue. Uh, I don't know that he can do anything. It's so funny. Like there were times where Mega had him switching every ball screen. Yeah, he was like wildly overextended. Like, this is a guy who cannot remotely switch, and they had him switching yeah. every screen. It was brutal, and he has he is like the worst isolation defending big in this entire draft. He gets these like hilarious slash sad. Uh, Bucks. Jump, uh, Bucks uh, getting Jordan Nawara at forty five. Yeah, we'll we'll get to that in a bit. Um, but Simonovic, uh, not mobile. I don't really, I, I don't really think that he can uh, defend at a drop either. Um, has weird engagement issues. Uh, really bad from a defender. His closeouts are terrible. Um, but you know, has some solid rim protection moments, I guess, and is a good role man. Uh, I don't know if you guys have anything. Yeah, I mean, I think he's got, you know, he's a big with some real offensive potential. Like the, like you said, doesn't the quick leaping on the roll man, short roll decision making. I think the shot, while not great at the moment, is, is fairly projectable. Um, I, I mean, if, if the Bulls are looking for a draft and stash option, he's certainly one of the better ones on the board. So, I mean, again, just like much better options, but like it, draft and stash big men, like, m- makes sense. It d- definitely makes sense. PD, any thoughts? Uh, not really. I mean, I think that this is uh, this looks worse. Be- or that this looks weirder just because how many guys withdrew um, in the drafting mm-hmm. stash market. Um, yeah, that's that's an that's an important point that there were no stash guys available really. Um, except for Vic Crazy. Yeah, but so <laughs> if, if you're if you're going if you, if you have to stash someone, I think Simonovich was honestly maybe the best option left. Like there's Borussia Simonovich. Yeah, I like Indoy. Oh yeah, you like Endoy. Um, yeah, I mean, you could try a different timeline though. He's yeah, a, and you could try to go for a for a pre-stash guy, one of the NCAA players who signed internationally. Uh, but uh, Portland is going to take LLB at forty-six. So before we get too far yes. behind, let's shout out to LLB. Let's talk Bucks taking Nuora at forty-five. First. Probably one of the better fits for Nuora. Like I suppose, like six foot seven and a really good shooter, like. Um, the Bucks are going to need that. Just, just everything else—the decision making, the, the self creation, the playmaking, the, the team defensive awareness—all of it is really problematic. But you know, six seven, pretty, pretty, pretty good shooter. Um, probably going to stick in the league because of that. I mean, could see him sticking for a couple years. Uh, definitely a reach by by all of our boards, especially considering who's on the board left. PD, are you a Nora optimist? I am absolutely not. Okay, you're um, not. <laughs> okay, um, I thought for some reason you might be, but 
No. Um, I mean, like, to me, he's just not like the level of shooter that he needs to be to, um, um, uh, uh, to shake out, like, how bad he is as a foot mover. Um, Milwaukee makes a lot of sense because, you know, um, they're not going to ask him to do anything but uh, shoot the thing. Um, that being said, like, is a, is he going to be a dramatically better shooter than, like, Isaiah Joe? I don't particularly think so. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, no. I don't, like, I don't even think he's a better, I don't think he's a better shooter than Tilly. So, again, unless, like, if Tilly and, and, like, I guess potentially Riller have, like, really bad medical reports, explains why they're, um, uh, yeah, yeah. why they're falling, but I, this is, this to me is, is a, a fine move, but I don't think particularly, uh, you know, a applause-worthy piece of business. Yeah, so, Nora, good shooter at 6'7", uh, can't really defend a plastic bag. Um, and can't really get by anyone on offense. He's not a very good decision maker. Yeah, but onto on onto a better pick. Um, PD. Um, I am also kind of a CJ Ellaby optimist, but I know you are probably more than I do. So, uh, why don't you do the the CJ Ellaby thing for us? Yeah, I mean, uh, CJ Ellaby went to Washington State, mm-hmm. uh, program that I had, uh, sentimentally attached to because I really like their head coach. Um, I really enjoy his. Uh, his approach to player development and uh, it's it's an analytics driven model um, that uses all-in-one stats uh, uh, all-in-one stat uh, algorithm built off practice footage um, to determine playing time and it really factors in uh, like deflections and havoc stats so basically everybody that goes this there like tries okay, to become that really checks out with, with what they look like on yeah because like everyone tries to be Devin Vassell and it yes uh, you're tough um, oh man! And uh, and so like for me, it's an interesting developmental pathway for him because as a freshman, he did not look like he was trying to uh, to like get into those passing lines. And then you know, his, at his second year in Wazoo, uh, when Kyle Smith came in, he's really like trying to get after. Um, and uh, while the efficiency tanked because like it's a really hard to recruit talent to Wazoo, um, I like his shooting for the most part. Um, would love you know for some of the, the extras to get out, get cut out, which is going to happen in the league. Um, so I think it's an interesting bet for a guy who's like, you know, uh, on the bigger side, has a shooting indicator, uh, a good developmental track, and has a nose for the ball on defense. Yeah, for me, Ellaby is just um, like the combination of size and shooting projection. Like his shooting projection is really good. Like 82% from the line, made 50 long twos, shot 218 threes. Um, like the only drafted players six six plus to really hit that are like Doug McDermott, Clay Thompson, Luke Kennard, Alan Crabb, a bunch of really good shooters. Um, and if you lower the three point percentage, you get more guys like like Jason Tatum who 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 had the similar had a similar shooting profile. Um, so yeah, I mean, I really really like um, I, you know, I, I like this as like Portland, uh, a very wing needy team, uh, especially I think an offensive wing needy team. Celtics take Yam Madar at forty seven. It's inoffensive. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah. Not yeah. Great. So I mean, lastly, uh, yeah, I don't I mean, mind it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think mean, it's, it's fine. Right. It's a stash. I mean, you need a stash. It's fine. Uh, uh, future main red ball legend, Yam Madar. Yeah. I mean, Madar is like pretty solid. Yeah. I, I mean, one of the better stashes on the board for sure. I think. 
Yeah, one of the better stashes left on the board, but it's not not a strong not a strong stash class. Uh, Madar is a big risk taker as a guard defender on and off the ball. It sometimes works out spectacular, spectacularly. It often fails spectacularly. Uh, pretty impressive guard athlete. Um, work to do as a shooter. Uh, work to do as a decision maker. Still some he, impressive playmaking flashes, though. Yeah, like, sure. Need, needs more accuracy there as a passer. Um, but, yeah, I mean, he's, he's a worthwhile stash, for sure. Yeah, I mean, he's the best guard they've drafted today. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I mean, he's, yeah. yeah, just like a fringy point guard, you know, it, I think if he shoots, he definitely could be something real because he's, like, willing to try stuff and has some really impressive playmaking and rim pressure stuff, flashes, and defensively, like, again, like, Gambling is probably what you want from a small guard to potentially drive some kind of impact in the future if you can rein that in. So yeah, I mean, as stashes go, uh, one of the better ones on the board, I, I think. Uh, so what do we think that the um, the split between stashes and uh, like you know G League type guys are for the rest of the way here? How many more? Sta- I don't there's know. not that many more stashes. Like there's like so, you know, there's like Ibua, Indoy, uh, Boris Asimovich. Is oh, Nico Mannion to wow. State at 48. I quite like that, actually. Yeah, that's a really, really good pick. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, the relocation's going to be good. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Hard to find a better... I think it goes from po- probably the worst offensive context you could have possibly imagined for Nico to probably the best. Um, with the Warriors' heavy diet of off-ball movement, um, a lot of that being organic, relying on players who are really smart off-ball movers and cutters and relocators and spacers and Nico is all of that so as like a third guard option like like you talked about next to Steph and you know maybe Clay if the injury isn't serious but it seems like it might be um yeah I mean this is also also just a great value like I mean and uh, the Warriors again to you know uh using their uh, organizational power to, to take you know swings on guys who um had some had some red flags um or red hats, or however you want to look at that. Um, and uh, I'm seeing that Isaiah Joe to forty at forty nine to Philly. Oh man! I wait. You're you're seeing that that's official. I'm seeing uh, that everyone's speculating it. No, it's not official yet. But yeah, I think everyone's kind of expecting that, and that would be a, one of the, another one of the picks of the draft. Sixers would just win the draft. Like yeah. Oh man. I mean the Sixers. The Sixers sort of needed to hit a home run in this draft. There was no reason for them not to with the picks yeah. that they had and the needs that they had. And it seems like they're well on their way to doing even more, like, like better than anyone could have yeah. expected. And the trade, I think, well, maybe you could argue they sold a little low on Josh Richardson. Um, yeah, still, I think, a pretty good uh, move for what the Sixers need. I mean, Seth Curry is certainly more of a roster fit. Yeah, I mean, but... Yeah, it looks seems like Isaiah Joe incoming. Um, that will be a really, really good so much. I love this so much. Him and Seth Curry are going to have 95% three-point attempt rates. Oh, my I God. I love it. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. I, 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 are you seeing Joe official yet? No, it hasn't been official yet, um, but we're just all expecting it. Yeah, everyone's expecting it. It would be really funny if that's not the pick. <laughs> I mean, it might not be. Like, I mean, it, it, all, all signs seem so, to point towards So, Grant Riller, is he going to be drafted? The league really seems to not be on Grant Riller. I mean, but, I, I mean, he'll be, like, an incredibly good UDFA get, if not 
but yeah, people are gonna be wondering how Grant Reller didn't get drafted. Yeah, uh, once he's like scoring. Yeah, I think there's gotta be some sort of injury. Injury, you think? Yeah, could see it. Uh, that's the only. That's the only thing that makes sense, though. Like something popped on on uh, on his bio scans. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Riller is a top twenty guy for all of us, I think. Yeah. Um, as is Joe. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Gonna use this so time also to to bring up that um that Max seemed Max called this pick way back when he compared Nico to Steph to Steph Curry. Yep. There's Isaiah, Isaiah Joe. Joe. But yeah. There is official. Man, the, the Sixers just. Great Jesus is in the building. Daryl Morey um is just absolutely destroying everyone that's not the Grizzlies like. Wow. Uh, I mean, look, if your name is not Jackson Hoy, you're, you're not out driving. <laughs> yeah. I mean, oh my goodness. Like, talk about, again, top 20 prospect. Um, not as huge of a fan, um, um, you know, as uh, of Joe's you know, median, because I think the, the strength is a big issue. But um, just the upside with him is a shooter plus ancillary skills and incredible team defense. Like, it's it's so good. Yeah, I, Isaiah Joe uh, bombs from three, like a historic three-point volume. We buy the efficiency at a higher level than his sophomore year. Uh, he has versatility. He has bonkers range. He has the fastest trigger in the draft. He has real potential to be one of the elite shooters in the NBA if you could, if that strength in his core and his lower body can be developed. Um, he has... Uh, Solid pick and roll passing ability. He has space creation off the dribble. He has a really good step back, and he's an incredibly smart team defender. Very good lateral move, mover. Has very good footwork on screen navigation. Um, you know the strength runs through all of this. Like he never gets to the rim because he gets bumped off of his off his line all the time. He can't finish. Um, but if if the strength improvement could be there you're looking at an unbelievably valuable wing player. And to get that at 49, where you're talking about after, you know, some stashes that that will never play in the NBA. uh, Hawks take Skylar Mays. Skylar Mays to the Hawks? Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. That's pretty solid. Do you guys want to say anything about Joe? Nah, I mean, I, I said my thing. Like, he, like, like the, up, the the ceiling with him, if he can improve his core and his lower body strength is immense as, like, a real lethal shooting wing with ancillary skills and defense. Like, those are rare. And and the Sixers, like, need it so bad. Like, so the Sixers, the Sixers at 21 got the guy who's fifth on my board, and at 49 got the guy who's 20th? Yeah, about the same for me as well. 21st? Like, yes, yeah, sixth, Un- maxi sixth. Unbelievable. Joe 19th for me. Really, really. So, so Daryl Morey today has gotten out of, or was that today or yesterday? Yeah, Wait, that was today. Right? Out of out, out of the Warford contract, contract. Drafted Maxi and Joe and traded for Seth Curry. Yep. Um, Mister Cali Rivers, please. <laughs> Man. Um. Yeah, that's quite a performance by the Sixers. Really, like. Truly, incredibly well done by them. Yeah, truly incredible performance. Like they. This is their best draft, like in a in a minute. Like, it, yeah, I mean, they and, actually they have been good at drafting. They, yeah, they, they, yeah. Even, even throughout the turmoil, they've been good at drafting. Yeah, this but, last year was a bit of a. Well, I mean, they 
they they drafted a good player. Yeah. Uh, just their asset management wasn't the best. The asset management was not good. They drafted yeah. a good player. Um, but yeah, let's talk about yeah, their Sky- evaluation. Yeah, let's talk about Skyler to the Hawks. Yeah. Yeah, Skyler Mays of the Hawks is uh, a pretty solid one. This is like another like pastoral shoot combo guard type with some team defense upside. Mays like very old school craft based game wins with pump fakes and his like. Oh, Golden State is taking Jessup at fifty one. Oh it. wow, that's awesome. That really? is really awesome. There, there has to be something wrong with Rillard. Yeah. Well, that... Je- Jessup I think can be stashed. I think I would assume it's the appeal. But yeah, that, that that's really like, good. Yes. Um. So yeah, Maze like old school craft game. His fame spin move and the handle so tight, despite him not being super dynamic as an athlete. Crafty finisher, creates space for for step backs, and has been a great shooter his, his whole four years. Not the best decision maker on on either end, and a little limited physically because of his height and his his lack of general explosion. Um, but I think he could be a really solid like a solid bench combo guard type. Um, and for the Hawks, it just like you know, sh- it, it's a very slanky pick looking for like the pass dribble shoot type. Um, it's kind of one that like feels like it's not not even close to a shock, um, but it makes sense. Like I understand it, and it's a pretty solid value at this point as well. Uh, yeah, uh, Ray just pointed out it's weird to see him uh, over Merrill. I would I would much rather have Merrill than Jessup. Yeah, I suppose, but like if you can stash Jessup, I guess it makes sense. But yeah, I mean, I sweat. Yeah. Yeah. So um, sorry. Uh. Skylar Mays, he's going to, like, peak at age 27 or whatever, and then we'll have the same exact game through age 50. Yeah. Because it's just 100%, like, old man craft. Um, he, like, it's all up fakes and spin moves, and he's, he, he like, he, he does a number on, on, um, overactive guys like Scotty Lewis. Uh... But yeah, there are limitations. That one there. play where he pumped fake Scotty Lewis out of his yes. shoes and then missed a dunk. <laughs> yeah, there um, there are issues with with Mays as a uh, defensive player and as a decision maker. Um, but I could see him KJ Martin um, to the Kings. Interesting. Uh, should we talk Jessup first? Yeah, let's talk Jessup first. Um, I yeah. Big Justinian Jessup fan, um, six foot seven, one of the better shooters in the draft. Um, versatile off movement, off you know from um, off of the dribble. Took a huge free throw percentage leap to where he shot like fifty percent, but uh, probably not that good. And then like a real secondary passer. Um, oh wait, no, that's Houston, I think. Um, no, just kidding. It's the Kings via Houston. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Kings got KJ, but yeah, like um, pretty smart team defender, just really limited physically and explosively very limited as an athlete um which is just his, you know the, the big roadblock for him being an actual nba player is if he can hold it physically and athletically but overall like a really solid player um someone who yeah like playing in the mbl this next season as like one of the many pre-stashes brought on by the craziness of this year so if you can stash Jessup, like he's definitely one of the better stash options and just like a tall shooter with some ancillary skills like Useful. Finally, oh, wow. OKC is selecting Cassius Winston at 53. And trading him to Washington. Oh, and trading him to Washington. Oh, oh no. Oh, no. <laughs> would have been so uh, yeah. to say. Yeah, I know. I cannot believe believe that Cash fell this way. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, can, before we address the, the weird Washington fit, um, KJ, um, KJ, KJ yeah. 
Uh, KJ is a guy that like I've been pretty committed to. Like I've always believed is going to get drafted in like the fifties mm. um, because he is uh, an absolutely nuts defensive rebounder uh, and he tries to dunk everything. Um, but it's the glass. He's six six, but he's a power forward. Um, I mean, he's he's a center, <laughs> really. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, like he, he's a he's a power forward in the idea that you, you do not want him to be the tallest person on the court, though. Yeah, no, no, you he's don't. not skilled enough to be That is the entire like... problem with KJ Martin. Is that he's a center who you don't want to be the tallest player on the court. Um, I mean, like his rim protection is actually pretty nuts from a standstill. Um, he's like a similar athlete to Bagley. Um, he uh, in terms of like how he jumps. Obviously it's, obviously, it's different being, you know, 6'10 and 6'6. Six, six. Yeah. Um, but uh, he's a guy that I've always found really interesting just because, like, that amount of, like, ludicrous explosiveness uh, can really alter uh, some offensive flow in the paint. Um, him being uh, a Houston guy makes a lot of sense. He's going to Sacramento. Cage is going to Sacramento? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, it's Sacramento via Houston. Okay. Oh uh, yeah. So he's re- he's reuniting with Bagley. Uh no, I think it might be the other way. It might be the other way around. Ben. No, no, no. Oh, it's... No, it's oh, no, you're right. You're right. You're right. Um. Yeah. Uh. He, I think that this is a reasonable usage of um, draft assets. Uh. It, uh did Cassius Stanley get picked? Not yet. Nope. No. No. Yeah. That's kind of. He is yeah. not good. So KJ. KJ. Hard wins again. KJ is a weird tweener. Um. He shoots with the wrong hand. He is clearly a lefty and for some reason shoots righty. Um, he doesn't move laterally quite well enough to be like a wing, and he doesn't have the shooting to be a wing, but he's wing size. Um, I'm a little questionable about his non-dunk finishing just because he's so left-hand dominant. Yeah, um, and the touch is unspectacular. And he doesn't have the size or, or length to... Um, to like be a big so weird tweener but crazy 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 vertical athlete yeah really Un- unbelievable vertical. yeah i mean yeah uh, definitely a fine gamble like in the 50s yeah yeah it's yeah it's 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 kind of whatever like if, if you want to spend a two-way on him sure yeah so 53 uh, we have cash um to the wizards um Interesting fit, but a very good value for um, like like we've been harping on um, with so many small guards. Um, some are gonna fall. I'm actually, quite, I mean, Dotson's still on the board as well as the other. I think big one that was kind of high for me. Um, uh, 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 really, of course, as well. But yeah, Cash, one of the better shooters in the drafts. Off 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 screens, off of movement. Have a little worry about him getting his shots his shot off against bigger comp- better competition, but still an incredible shooter. And then. The pick and roll passing is really impressive. Just the anticipation he, he, he passes with and his ability to manipulate defenses are pretty ridiculous. Um, I absolutely love the you know I, I love the value. Uh, worry. Uh, and there's Cassius Stanley. Oh, Indiana. Pacers! What are you doing? It's not Nate Hinton. I'm, I'm crushed. Um, yeah, but yeah, absolutely. Keep talking about Stan- yeah. I mean, worries about Win- worries about Winston. Um, just as a you know, as a self creator, just the burst and the strength and the vertical explosion is all really concerning. And I think he's probably going to be a dreadful defender, but you know, just a great shooter, um, ball handler, um, passer. Um, you know, just probably going to be a solid backup or complimentary guard. Yeah, incredible shooter, unbelievable shooter, um, and really like 
a diverse shooter, a great off-ball mover, great with the, he, he very much has the quick pop ability, um, he, yeah, he's just an incredible shooter, he is very much in the Devontae Graham mold, uh, can't get to the rim, can't finish when he's there, uh, like, like, I, he, like he's not gonna even, he's not gonna beat bigs even on, on switches, like, it's, it's, it's not great, but unbelievable shooter, uh, and that that should allow him to stick. I I, I thought that Cash was gonna be like at least close to a first rounder, um, but yeah, you know this is I think this is this is a steal. Uh, he's a really good player. Yeah. Uh, should we move on to Cassius Stanley now to Indiana? Yeah, I suppose. Uh, Cassius Stanley also a crazy vertical leaper. Doesn't really do much else. He can kind of shoot spot-ups. Um, he otherwise, like, really, really doesn't do much throughout the game. Like, he is just pretty forgettable. Uh, he, he doesn't bring anything as a creator. He can finish plays in transition. You can draw uh, out-of-bounds plays for him to dunk. Uh, he, I know people might assume that he's a good defender because he's vertically explosive. He's not. Uh, he doesn't really know what's going on. Doesn't really try. Uh, yeah, he's he's just like not a great player. But he, I, he could stick around because he can kind of shoot and is a crazy vertical leaper. He's also super old for his like. He yes. is like a twenty-one-year-old freshman. Um, but he's like a he's older than Jaron Jackson, right? Yep. Yeah, I, I thought so. Like he's currently twenty one, um, which is not a great sign for you know long term upside, uh, especially with someone just you know as, as limited skill wise. But yeah, I mean at, at fifty four, I mean it's again like yeah. these late second round yeah. picks. There's so little separation, and it, it's a fine pick. Like he is a really and good athlete. A point in his favor is that he's kind of long been a guy who was built up as a big-time recruit and a, like, self-creator, and then he did slide into, like, a very complimentary role at Duke and satisfied that role, like, pretty well. Yeah, I mean, um, he was, like, an inoffensive player, mostly. Like, he had spot-up threes. You know, sophomore, junior age. Yeah, um, I mean... So, like, if yeah. you're grading him on the freshman scale, like, but if you're grading him on the sophomore, junior scale, he shot 36%. Yeah. pretty low volumes despite the fact that like teams sort of said the like you won't every time you got the ball it's at three point line so um if that's his you know uh, best possible like shot selection number um and that's his ideal role and the, the line was inoffensive and the athleticism margin was much much larger like he's he played in acc but it's still like there's not 15 people in college basketball as athletic and it's him um, so, I mean, I think that in the 50s, it's fine, but, like, if you're a, a fan who's starting to, like, I can be talked into Cassius Stanley, like, realize that, like, the, the age curve and the, the context curve, uh, really, like, Lynette's taking scrub. Oh, there it is. I knew one of these guys eventually. Yeah. Um, uh, what number is that? 55. 55. So, only, what, 39? Uh, spots after uh, where Portland was rumored to, to take up the <laughs> um, I I have I don't have a problem with taking yeah, scrub at fifty five. It, it's fine. I mean I like scrub less than you I think Max, but like at, at fifty five he's six foot six, a really good athlete and can probably shoot like 
yeah, J-Scrub, like, genuinely very explosive. Um, can, can probably shoot. Uh, streaky, streaky shooter, but can probably shoot. Um, was generally a very harmful defender, but could get up for, like, there the, was this one, uh, like, championship game that he actually tried in and was not bad defensively. He was, like, pretty solid as a team defender in that game. Um, generally, he's, he's pretty disinterested and pretty awful on the ball. Um, don't like him as a finisher. There's, like, not really much craft there. It's kind of just that he's always been more athletic than everyone and has gotten by on that, and that's not really going to be the case in the NBA. But he's explosive and can shoot enough uh, at 6'6", and is capable of playing defense if he wants to. I wouldn't be stunned if he hangs around in the NBA. So I, I, I don't have a problem with this. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Oh, Grant Riller to the, to the Hornets. Really? Wow. They got Riller and LaMelo? Oh, my God. I don't even care that they drafted Carrier Richards now. Wow. Wow. Talk oh, about... Let's make, sure, let's make sure they're not trading him. Talk about a perfect compliment. If they keep that... Yeah, if they're picked via uh, Boston, I'm sorry. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, Riller... <laughs> oh, man. That's just cool. <laughs> but, yeah, Riller, like... Talk about, like... Everything that LaMelo lacks, like, truly um, real star scoring upside. Like, uniquely good burst in this class, uh, explosion and ability to finish with both hands around around the rim with craft and contortion and the space creation on sidesteps and step backs for his jumpers. The scoring upside is unbelievable. Like, it, yeah. it, it's, it, it's real. It, like, and despite, you know, being a 23-year-old combo who sucks at defense... Like, it's good enough to be worth a top 20 pick in this class, and the Charlotte Hornets got him at 56. Like, man. Yeah, that's a that's a really strong pick. Uh, as PD's been saying, I'm sure that there's some explanation for that fall. Reggie Perry uh, to the Clippers at 57. That's not the Clippers pick, is it? Or yeah, is I think it? it is. I think they still have it. No, it's Brooklyn. Uh, no, it says Brooklyn. Oh, oh Jay Scrub, Scrub to the Clippers. Oh, Clippers making money moves. Damn, I really hope we get to see Mello and, and Riller. Oh my Grant Riller. goodness. Yeah, that he's is just, quite the offensive tandem. That's like, oh my. Like, everything that Mello lacks in terms of getting to the rim and generating rim pressure and creating space for his jumpers. Like, Riller has all of that, and then everything really lacks in, you know, being a high level passer. Like, man. Yeah, PD, where would you say, um,. Lamelo and Rilla rank among offensive prospects in this draft. Um, I think they're both in the top five. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if not both in the top three. Um, I think with Lamelo has the the tougher case to to be in that group just because like with him there's there's so much that could be there. And the Lamelo is also like the most fascinating player development uh, prospect that like I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, like I'm sure we're gonna talk about this in some other thing. Um, I, I'm, I'll publish Lamelo tomorrow. I want to give everybody their day to you know talk about their teams and. Uh, but yeah, I'll, I'll put that out and we can extend a conversation about uh, the wild ride that is the Lamelo ball. Yeah, I mean it's yeah it's just such a good pairing like. 
honestly, like have like Lamelo, Riller, and and Devonte Graham is like the perfect three guard pairing. Like every single well, strip. I don't know. I, mean, I don't know. Really about that. Not perfect. One, not perfect. One who's not like a catastrophic defender. Let's, let's, let's go with the offensive pairing. In in terms of just like fun and like a complete skill set. Like, man, that's gonna be. I, I, I'm just like like irrationally excited about this. Like yes, but definitely problems. But like. But yeah, I mean, just like Riller, I think that it, like him playing on a team that's rebuilding means he's gonna get chances, which is always good. Um, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm curious to see how they uh, shake some of these rotations out. Exactly. Yeah, I would like to see. I would like yeah, to see them run. They also have Rozier there. They have a lot of guys. Yeah, I'd like they to see them run Melo, Devonte, Riller just for the memes. Like. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm guessing that. 56 pick Grant Riller is probably not going to play that prominent a role, yeah. <laughs> or at least early on. Oh, Devon Dotson hasn't been drafted. Nope. Damn. All right. I mean, not that I'm like high on Devon Dotson by still, now. but definitely this I'm is just... a value. All right, should we move on to Reggie Perry to what Brooklyn? Yeah. 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 So Perry, um, six foot ten, big with some legitimate perimeter skills. Some of the handling and passing and, and shooting creation flashes are, are really really good. But just everything is kind of too slow with him. Not only his mobility, just on, on defense especially, uh, really limited there. His, his processing and decision making. Just don't know if he has the real feel or, or, or you know physical, uh, athletic ability really to, to make it. But certainly an interesting gamble with, with his skills and tools at this point in the draft, I think. Yeah, I think it's fine. I, he's like, I don't know. I, I think that what he is as like a skilled big is really hard to be unless you're incredibly good at it and I don't think he's that good at it um so I don't know that he'll really be able to do that uh that's kind of that's kind of my concern I don't know I, I think Reggie Perry like sounds really good in theory and I think I yeah I mean he's the type of swing you want to take late in a second though. sure it's fine sure uh PD what, any thoughts yeah I mean that's the place that I was um with with him um, uh, the like the idea of this is cool, and then like even watching like the Team USA stuff, it's just like, this isn't actually what I thought it was. Yeah, yeah. So we're now we're pretty close to the end here. Um, some guys who who very well may end up going undrafted. Uh, we got Killian Tilly, which makes sense given his injury history. Um. Uh, Nate Hinton, Tyshawn Alexander, Jalen Harris, Devon Dotson, Mason Jones, Sam Merrill, Najee yeah, but some of these guys, some Okay, so two things. Some of these guys like fit the perfect, like, you want to pick your own destination. Sure. Like Jalen yeah, Harris. Yeah. You know, Jalen Harris seems like a guy who's like, do not draft me. Yeah, I'm going yeah. to put up buckets. Uh, let me pick my spot. And the second yeah. thing is that uh, in the chat, we, uh, there's a question. Which teams have the best uh, strength and conditioning and medical departments uh, when it comes to injury prevention? Um, is there a place that you guys think that like guys like uh, you know really which you know I'm assuming there's a medical issue there um, and uh, and Tilly where like do you think that they're the medical staff is Rap oh speaking of Jalen Harris he's a Toronto Raptor what Jalen Harris is a Toronto Raptor oh yep wait who went 58 um do we not know did 59 come out we don't know what 58 is wait no we do 58. Oh, wait, no, wait, what? Wait. No, we have 57 and then 59. Gavoni definitely just broke 58, Jalen Harris. 
Yeah, yeah we skipped a pick. Uh, we skipped a pick. Well, Jalen Harris of the Raptors. He's gonna end up. Wait, so they got Malachi, Malachi and, and oh my god. Oh man, that's another. That's another great performance. Yeah, I mean, as expected, I feel like the the Raptors is cleaning house. Like, but yeah, yeah very Harris good pick. Jalen Harris is a pretty good scoring prospect, a versatile shooter, um, and like a non horrific defender. Like, has some good footwork chasing off screens. Uh, when he, on the occasions he gets into a stance, can navigate ball screens, um, and is, like, not a hopeless team defender. He's a little late on everything, but he tries. Um, so that, like, kind of two-way wingy guard profile is, is pretty interesting at 59. Uh, it's a good pick. Yeah, I mean, scoring, real scoring creation at, at this level in the draft, um, is kind of, is kind of rare. But, like, that's, oh... Oh wait, so I, I see a Sam Merrill sixtieth pick. Who was fifty eight? Who was pick fifty eight? This is bizarre. Uh, the in the chat it just says Paul Reed to Philly, like oh. thirty times. Oh. How do we? Oh, how do we uh, miss that? No one reported I, that. Interesting. I, PD, if I, if I remember correctly, didn't you take Paul Reed as Philly in our mock draft back in May or something? Yeah, you did. Yeah, Merrill at sixty to, to Milwaukee. Oh my yeah. god, that. He like he could actually play for them. He really I mean, could. Uh, I mean, on the timeline to play for them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in reality, he, he might not be able to play for them in the short term. I actually, um, I, I, I very much like, uh, very much like Sam Merrill at sixty. Uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's a great value and a great fit, no doubt. Yeah. But wow, um, man, like. Yeah, oh can, my can god. Can we confirm that the Paul Reed thing actually happened? Yeah, it I, did. I, I have not seen anyone... Uh, Sixers like, Adam is tweeting people. about it. Um, who broke it? But I had seen uh, a lot of... Uh, I've seen a lot of people running with it, but I haven't seen the official like, uh, verified well, I have 58. The, I have the TV brought, the ESPN broadcast up, so I will keep an eye on that. But... Interesting. That's fascinating. Yeah. Um, is this the next evolution of Nikola Jokic goes during a Taco Bell commercial? <laughs> <laughs> Paul Reed goes I don't a think that's going to be the case with Paul Reed, but maybe. Oh my um, god. All right, should we do? Let's do some some quick analysis of what do we have to do? I, I Merrill and Paul Reed. Yeah. And then maybe say who went undrafted and then get off of here because we've been on for five hours. Oh my lord. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, so Paul Reed to the Sixers. Like, just like chaotic wing defender, or forward defender, really. Um, real team defensive instincts. Mostly just like chaos and gambling base, but I think that's somewhat somewhat solid for his projection. Just really like a, a huge risk taker. Not all, um, you know, worthwhile risks, I think. Um, and, and, and then the, the real issue is I just have no idea what he does offensively. Like, the shooting is not real. The handling and the passing, I think, the flashes are not translatable. He's not big enough or strong enough or explosive enough to really be a finisher. Like, a, an interesting an interesting defensive um, option, but just not, not a huge fan. But late, at, at 59, like, just hoping that, hoping that he turns into something as, like, a really solid defender who maybe develops a shot. Like, it's a good gamble. I don't even like... Paul Reed defensively that much. Like I, I don't love his mobility. I don't love the consistency of his rotations. Um, yeah, I he's still he's a tweener on that on that side as well. It just yeah, I'm not I'm not a huge fan. 
Uh, I'm uh, I'm lower than both of you guys. Yeah. Uh, ES- really? I yeah. thought you were a Paul Reed guy. ESPN contract. Um, ESPN broadcast it, confirms Reed. Okay. It wasn't like a, a weird Twilight Zone. No. Okay. No. Um, and Tankathon like, also tweeted about it, so I think we're good. Um, I was I was a Paul Reed guy when I started to do the Romeo breakdown when I was trying to get him to to come out for this draft that he would have gone the first round in. Um. And I kind of realized that Paul Reed uh, found a, a hole in the system is that when like your defense doesn't exist, if you just make random rotations looking for events creation, nobody's going to blame you because your, your coach is bad. Um, so I kind of think that he found a, a hole in the system when I was exploiting it and on offense. Like, he just kind of did whatever. Um, I don't like, I think that this is a, a fine pick for. Philly because they just need another like chaos guy to run through the rim and try to dunk everything. Um, uh, he, I think he's going to cut like well enough. Um, I don't buy the shooting really. Um, I, I buy the cutting and that makes it with the 50th pick to be honest. Uh, an athletic guy who cuts is, is a thing that Philly could always use. Uh, that being said, um, Merrill at 60, uh, top five shooter in this draft. What's his speed better than you think? He's uh, a smart defender. Um, he's not going to, you know, change a game with his deflections um, or anything like that. But you know, he had no problem sticking with uh, what we do consider like higher level athletes uh, in his matchups. Um, and uh, and he's got the chop. So I mean, he's going to bring some value. Um, and there's going to be a game where he hits like six threes, and people, how did he fall? And it's like, well, he's 27 years old. Yeah, so the last guy was Sam Merrill. Um, really, really great shooter at six foot five. Um, I mean, just shooter with real ancillary skills and meeting is some basic pick and roll pack, passing and off ball playmaking, and then some really smart team defense as well. Just really physically and athletically limited. Very, very old. Is already twenty four. Um, if a strength and conditioning program can kind of get his athleticism improved a little bit, I could definitely see him making a rotation, especially on the Bucks that really really need shooting and rotation guys at this point um but yeah i mean just a, a, a pretty good pick and uh, a good value i think i have a list of undrafted guys yeah i i just yeah, tweeted I'm, I'm a list yeah well. i just tweeted yeah, I a list of my all right um I, I mean my top guys are tilly hinton dotson mason jones and doy naji tyshawn janae tinkle wesson hall forrest powell like but yeah, Tilly, Hinson, Dotson, Jones, like the big ones, I think. Yeah. I would agree. Um, I'm surprised that, like, Hull didn't get drafted. Yeah. Um, you might be a nut on yourself and double down kind of guy, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's possible. I, I think so. I think so. Like, like to me, like, you know, uh, uh, Miles Powell or, um, or, uh, Mason Jones just strike me as guys that like would say no if teams tried to attack them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, absolutely. Especially for Mason um, Jones. All right, yeah. there we go. There's my. I just posted my. Yeah, best I drafted. Yeah, I tweeted my. Oh, and okay. now to post the 2021. I'm posting mine yeah. at 7 a.m. in the morning. I just want to now say already. Of course, PD. Thank you so yeah, much for thank joining you so us much for, for joining. the entire second round. Yes. And a bunch of the first. You made it so much well, more fun um, as always. Uh, to be, if I'm going to be completely honest, I did, uh, I like 
didn't really sleep for two days um, oh, man, to baby. finish the Lamella piece, and I got an hour nap during the first round so i woke up to some text messages and then had to quickly solve uh, what was happening so the first 10 minutes of this of me like reading and also like waking up for you know, my first nap in like two days so um well you deserve yeah, it. It, it, it well you deserve it it was good work for you max you pressured me into it so i'm actually going to post my preseason 21 board now because that's right you did do it yeah i'm posting um, i'm posting it right now um as we speak so uh pd Thank you so much again. And thank you also for coming on all the time. Uh, PD comes on whenever we ask, and uh, as listeners know, brings tremendous insight. Um, we always appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, Prep to Pro, and, yeah. Prep to Pro yeah. truly would not be the same without PD, um, without all of your listeners, and without all of the other guests that, that, that came on today. Jackson, Jake, Ricky, Sixers Adam, who, you know. But yeah, I mean, it was. I love that we're calling him Sixers Adam. Everyone knows his name. His name is Adam Aronson. Everyone knows this. He's he, he, he Sixers Adam. <laughs> he's he, he Sixers uh, Adam though. Yeah. Uh, shout out to everybody in the chat, um, who uh, rolled through this for four hours and forty-five minutes. Yeah, man. Uh, this is five hours. Yeah, and they, we still have we still have we still have almost two hundred people in here. I mean, filing out because it's over. But like, at one point we had I think like almost four hundred and fifty, which is insane. Like. Yeah, pretty it's wild. Totally Thank you wild. guys so much for tuning yeah. in. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, the support is really, like, overwhelming, N- not just, like, from the live show, but just, like, recently for the podcast as well. Uh, like, it's it's so, so awesome, and, like, it really validates all of the work that Max and I and uh, that we put in. Also, huge, huge shout-out to TKR, like Kevin Rice, for producing this show. Um, all of the cool graphics and clips and stuff that you saw uh were his work um so yeah big thanks to him for for making this more professional and just cooler than max and i could have made it on our own um oh yeah no no uh computer whatever skills things yeah ben does all of the producing of the podcast so shout out to ben for allowing me to not do that because <laughs> they would turn out miserably um yeah i we've been doing this for five hours we've been doing this draft for 17 months and we are now done. We are done with the terrible, awful 2020 draft. We now get to go watch Cade Cunningham and BJ Boston and Zyra Williams and Evan Mobley. And I'm excited. Oh, this has been this has been wild. This this podcast that we started in March, March. on on no notice, on just the this would be kind of fun, maybe. Yeah, you. Um, yeah. I mean, it's Max. Grown Max pretty, bullied me into it. Um, pretty much. It's it's grown pretty. I mean. We're we're about to hit a hundred thousand downloads uh, for our lifetime, which is pretty pretty crazy. It's uh, it's totally un- it, it, it it's bonkers. Like it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, the support from from everyone has been really awesome. Uh, we we really appreciate it. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Uh, I think we're probably done now. Yeah, I guess um, just for fun, um, I'll, I'll do our little outro. Yeah, just again, like oh, and, and one last note. Uh, we're going to have this whole live stream up as multiple podcast episodes because as much as it would be prepped for our fashion, we are not releasing a five-hour podcast episode. <laughs> but yes, so so as soon as we get off, um, I'm going to get to work on these episodes and have these episodes up as, as, soon as, I, as, I, yeah, as soon as I possibly can. So look out for those later tonight since luckily I am 
specific time and don't have and, and as much as i want to crash right now like i could fall asleep right now um i won't because i love you all and i love this podcast but um so yeah look out for that look out for for 21 contract for for um 21 content soon also a little bit of uh, of, of course some a little bit of recapping 2020 as always follow you can follow the pod at prep number two pro pod if you enjoyed the show consider leaving a five-star review and, and rating those are super helpful to boosting our pods uh you know notoriety and it's easy and we really appreciate that and follow um, Max at Max A. Carlin. Uh, PD is still here, so follow him at Above the Break 3. Read his Lamello piece when it comes out tomorrow. It's going to be fantastic. Uh, he slept through the draft for it. You can follow me at Ben underscore Pfeiffer underscore. And as always, uh, thank you all earnestly from the bottom of our hearts so much for, for listening tonight and, and always. So with that, we'll, we'll see you all soon.